Right, and you know what the other thing I did was I, I made a list. I made a list of everything. And look, as I've mentioned before, I've been in telco at this point 16 years, 17 years when I first started the business. Um, and I love the industry. Absolutely love it. But there's a lot of things wrong in the industry. It's like everything, right? There's, there's positives and negatives to everything. So what I did was I, I sat down and I actually made a list. Here's all the pros, here's all the cons of everything in telco. Um, and basically what I did, and, and it kind of became the, this little, I don't want to say mantra, that sounds a bit wanky, but it just became this thing that I did where I looked at it and going, okay, well, these are all the things that I'm not happy about in the, in the industry that I don't think makes sense, that I think are anti-everybody really. Um and so I made this list and I just decided I'm going to do the opposite. So do the opposite kind of became my thing. I looked at, this is the standard, these are the norms, let's do the opposite. And the, the I guess the two biggest ones for me were sales targets and salesperson intent. Um, look, sales targets for me were... And I, I rarely had, with the exception of the, the job I had previous to starting ARIA, where I didn't hit a sales target in nine months and it was a complete fucking failure. Um, and I'll probably speak more about that in a, in a later podcast, but um, just to give you some, some context on it. But look, other than that, I'd never had an issue with hitting sales targets in my career. Um, my issue with them wasn't that they exist and that you get bonuses paid if you hit your sales targets and, and what have you the the core issue with it is actually the mentality shift that it puts on the salesperson and trickles down quite rapidly to the to the client um, and I've told this story a thousand times but the amount of times you get to the you've let's say you've got a ten thousand dollar sales target right and you've been working hard you've been doing what you can but things just haven't been quite getting there you've got a bunch of deals in the pipeline um you're hoping some will come across you're pushing for some to come across by the end of the month so two reasons really number one is you want to hit your sales target you want to get you paid your commissions or your bonuses that's why salespeople do the job they want to be hitting their targets they love their bonuses that's what salespeople are all about a lot of the time um, and number two is if you miss the target, you don't really want to have that very uncomfortable conversation with the sales manager. And I've had it many times myself. I've had to give it many times when I was a sales manager. And it's it's not pleasant on either side. Even when I was a sales manager, I hated making those, or having those meetings with sales reps that missed their target. And it's not always a bollocking. It's not always, you know, what the fuck have you done this month? You've, you know, it's more my my approach was more look okay talk me through it what actually happened where did we go wrong what can we learn from this um and look and eventually if if somebody is missing their target for a number of months in a row and just not performing and not putting in the activity and the effort to get there and you've you've got to have a little bit more of a, a serious conversation as a sales manager but it's a horrible conversation to have um, especially when you've got the pressure coming from from above as well that you know you're as a sales manager you're reporting to your management or to the board or to the CEO or to whoever you're reporting to and if your team's not performing then you're having the same conversation with them so 
you know as a sales manager you've got the pressure to to get your team to perform otherwise you're in that position as well so and you don't get your bonuses and you have to have the confidence so but look the the reason people want to avoid that and it's an old, old tony robbins thing right where people will do a hundred times more to avoid pain than they will to go towards pleasure so you could put a thousand dollar bonus or a five thousand or a ten thousand dollar monthly bonus on uh, on the board if somebody hits their target unfortunately that's not as much of a driver as i don't want to have that conversation with the sales manager for most people um, and it the problem that that i found with it was other than the the conversation with the sales manager it changes the mentality of the sales rep let's say you've you've got your ten thousand dollar target we're sitting on the 28th of the month i need to hit another three thousand dollars in three days two and a half days to hit my sales target otherwise i miss my commission and i get a bollocking from the sales manager what do you think that does to a salesperson's focus is their focus on the client at that point or is their focus on themselves right and this is the core issue that i have with sales targets it's not that they're inherently evil because we don't want to or because you know people need to be paid bonuses for hitting a number like that's that side of it is fine hit a number get paid a bonus don't care it's it's the other side of it of what actually happens when you're close to or not hitting your target more close to i guess because it that's when it really changes the mentality if you're sitting on two thousand dollars at this stage in the month you and a lot of the time and, and the term sandbaggy comes up and it, and it's true i've done it i know loads of people that have and it happens um you sandbag yourselves for the next month because you know well this month's fucked i'm not gonna hit my target this month i may as well anything that comes in in the next couple of days i'll just hold it for, for a day or two and i'll put it in on the first or the second of next month and it'll look great it's a great start to the month and this and that so look that happens too but it's more when you're close right you're close you know that you've got enough in your pipeline to be able to get if, if just one of these clients signed i've got like six clients and i'm still working on for this if one of them signs or two of them signs then i'm gonna get it just changes the focus and i didn't want my clients to have to deal with my short-term metrics it's none of their like what do they care what do my clients care whether or not i hit a sales target or not like they want what's best for them they don't want what's best for me hitting my sales target but unfortunately that's what happens a lot of the time in sales is that they the client ends up getting screwed or sold something that isn't necessarily right for them that's why you've got dickheads running around selling five-year contracts on phone systems right a five-year contract on a fucking phone system are you kidding me and look this is coming from somebody i'm not just bagging out the cop i've got the complete ability across multiple networks including my wholesale products to sell five-year contracts if i wanted to and i never will do it and anybody that comes into my business as a salesperson that even gives a hint of wanting to sell a five-year contract is going to be told very quickly no it's not happening and i'm being nice about this but it's look there's no benefit to a five-year contract the whole thing that salespeople push for five-year contracts and you'll you'll find it as a client if any and i've said this a thousand times 
and I'll say it another thousand times until it sinks in. If a sales rep approaches you and the first offer that they give you on the table for a phone system is a five-year contract, they're not thinking about you. They're just not, right? They're thinking about themselves, what they can sell and what they can get the most amount of commission out of you for. And this is the thing, right? Salespeople will use the argument that the longer you sign, the cheaper it gets, right? And there's there's contracts out there that you can sign for two or three years that blow the hell out of the five-year contract just on price. And this is what they're selling. They're pushing the five-year contract saying it will be cheaper for you to sign a five-year than a three-year contract. And actually, most of the time, they don't even mention the three-year contract unless they can't get the person to sign on a five-year contract. Like This is the whole mentality of sales targets that pisses me off, right? This is where it annoys me, is you get these salespeople. That, and, and it's not even the salesperson's fault. I got trained to do it this way. I just looked at it and said, fuck off, right? After a few years, I did it at the start because I didn't know any better. But when I actually sat down and actually looked at it, there's no way I'm putting somebody on a five-year contract. Are you kidding me? Right, and so this is why the the longest contract I will sell on a phone system is three years. Right, and you know many times it's less than that. It can be two years, and whatever the is is in the best interests of the client, but also allows me to run my business and support them. And that's where the disconnect is with with a lot of people is that they just think I just need to make as much money out of this client. I don't really care whether this client signs again in five years time because chances are I won't even be working for this company in five years time I'll be off doing something else so they don't give two shits they just want their commission and they move on and so that's why and I know I've gone on about this a little bit but it's I'm just so visceral when it comes to sales targets for these reasons that it, it just does my head in and I don't understand why well look I, sorry I do understand why companies feel like they need sales targets right you need to know whether or not your sales team are performing and the easiest way to tell is give them a number that you've come up with and you feel is somewhat accurate based on whatever metrics you're using um, and let them run with it and either they're hitting their their number or they're not and so that's where it comes up with i from day one of starting this business have not had a sales target in my business no monthly target no quarterly no annual no nothing and again it comes back to the focus of what are you looking at are you looking at long term or are you looking at short term if you're if all you care about is monetizing every fucking person you see and you just want to make the most money and bugger off and you don't really care what happens then go and hit your, put sales targets in place chase them do what you got to do to do them i just don't feel like it's the right thing for my clients and I don't think it's the right thing the right attitude to have to grow a business in the long term um, having said that am I grateful for the fact that every other fucker in telco acts like this absolutely I love it it's the amount of people that or the amount of sorry the amount of clients that I've been able to win just by giving a shit about what is actually right for them versus what is right for me is unbelievable because they've all been screwed and they come to me or they get introduced to me or whatever it is to fix whatever fuck up has happened and whatever, you know, I'm paying. I had one once, right? This is one of my existing clients and obviously I'm not going to mention who it is, but I've got a client that right now 
is paying $700 a month for a 250 meg data link. When I came across that client, they were paying $800 a month for a 20 meg data link. And and look, and I appreciate pricing has come down over the last X amount of years, but they looked at that and they've gone, well, okay, so we're getting a 12 times better speed and we're still saving $100 a month. Yep. That's it. That's that's what it is. It's right. And I could have gone to them and I probably could have sold them that same 250 meg service for $1,000 a month. I probably could have. And I right now would have been sitting here making an extra $300 a month off of a client for doing nothing different, not servicing them any better, not giving them a better connection, not and none of that. And I'd be sitting here making an additional three and a half grand a year for nothing. Because I would have had the leverage there of saying, well, you're paying $800 for a 20 meg service. How about we give you a 250 meg? Because they wanted to increase their speed anyway. But look, because it's so much more, it's going to cost you a little bit, you know, it's going to cost you a couple of hundred bucks a month. They would have signed. I would have got that deal. But it it's not the right thing for the client. And this is basically my whole point with this is when you're setting up a business, look at it on day one. What is your focus? Is your focus going to be, and you know, what my focus was, was long term. I want to build a relationship with clients. I want to do the right thing by my clients. Build a relationship with them for the long term. You know how much time I spend working with my clients where I don't actually bill out my time and fixing issues and fixing this and fixing that and putting out this fire and doing that. And I almost never bill out my time for that. And I've again I've had this conversation because I do a lot of networking and again we'll get into that in a later podcast but because I do a lot of networking I've had this conversation a hundred times where look you know and I spend probably 15 to 20 percent of my week working on new deals new business new sales potential new clients the remainder of my week other than the networking activity and the stuff that you kind of have to do as a business owner um, in the background is working with my existing clients right I had a client recently a couple of weeks ago where they were in the process of moving a bunch of their services their mobile services across and it was was is a not-for-profit organization and so instead of saying to them here's the sim cards get them out to your people and once you've got them out there let me know and we'll uh, we'll get the numbers sorted for you. Instead of doing that, I said to him, send me a list of all of the different, there was 28, 29 different places around Perth. Send me a list of all of the places where these users are. Give me the phones themselves because they were all getting new phones with the SIM cards in them and all of that sort of stuff, whatever software they needed load up, loaded up. I will personally, and like, I spent a day and a half, nearly two days doing this. I will personally drive around to each of those different sites, hand them their new phone, get them to sign a document to say, yes, I've received this, and take their old phone back, and then drop all the old phones back to the head office. Right? Was that a good use of my time in the short term? Probably not. It took me a day and a half or so worth of my life to go and deliver these phones. But 
was it the right play for me in the long term because I made the client's life easier and I re- just entirely removed the friction out of them thinking how the hell are we going to get these in our users hands we're going to have to get everybody to come into the office and pick up their new phone and give the old phone in so it's going to take them two hours out of their life to come in and pick up the phone and get the new one out there in which time each site isn't going to have a, a working phone on site so there's a, a, a risk there and I, that's why I said to him look let me do it I will do it for you I will go and do this and this is the sort of and I I did not charge them one cent not one cent for my time and I took a full day and a half I don't the petrol whatever I don't care right half a tank of fuel who gives a shit right but I did not charge them one cent for my time to do that I barely made a phone call during that time that was sales related I didn't do anything really during that time other than drive around and drop these phones off and pick up old, old phones right but it it goes back to what is your focus is your focus going to be short term where you're going to look at something like that and go Rob you're a fucking idiot why would you waste a day and a half driving around dropping like you're a moron you could have spent all of that time reaching out to, or are you going to look at that and go shit okay that's he went to that extent to keep his client happy and make sure that the right thing was done by his client rather than just worrying about his own ass like that's the that's the difference I guarantee you there's three or four companies that I've worked for in the past where if I said to them I'm going to take a day and a half out of my week to go and drive around to 30 different places and drop off phones and pick up up no I would have been slapped purple for even suggesting doing that. But as a business owner, you don't have that worry. You can just go, okay, well, this is how I want to run my business. This is what means more to me. My long-term focus means more to me than any short-term metrics. So I'm going to do what's right for the client and I'm going to make sure that that client is comfortable and they're taken care of. What do you want to do? Do you want to build a business for the long term? Do you want to build something for legacy or do you just want to make a bit of quick cash and bugger off if you want to make a bit of quick cash and bugger off i guarantee you haven't even heard me say this line because you would have turned this off long ago you probably wouldn't even be listening to this episode after the first one so hopefully just by natural attrition i'm only speaking to the people that actually want to look at growing a business for the long term and aren't just in interested in short-term cash flow because they're not the ones that that I feel like you're going to get the value from this podcast anyway. Like, what value am I going to be able to offer you if all you're worried about is short-term metrics? You Almost nothing I say is going to give you any value at all. Once you've got everything else in place that we spoke about in the previous podcast, in episode one, the next thing is get your agreements in place with whatever you, whatever it is that you're going to be selling, Right? Are you going to be selling security? Are you going to be selling insurance? Are you going to be selling phones? Are you going to be... Whatever it is, right? Get the agreements in place so you can actually go and sell a product because there's no point opening on day one if you don't have those agreements in place. Um, As I say, what I did, I made a list. I looked at everything I love in Telco and I implemented that. I look at everything that I didn't like in Telco and I did the complete opposite. So no sales targets, long-term focus versus, versus short-term focus. 
and just always doing what's right for the client regardless of how it impacts me in the short term or you know even to the point in the long term financially there's deals that I've walked away from that I could have signed but it wasn't right for the client so I suggested they go elsewhere and it, it just comes back to what is your focus so as long as you're clear on that and look, it's the whole Simon Sinek start with why right why are you doing this which actually is another book that I would suggest reading I've got I've read the book a couple of times um, it's it, it is a great book and I've watched a bunch of his content on YouTube and it, he's brilliant I can't recommend that highly enough so that goes into the education that we were talking about in the first first episode um, but start with why makes a lot of sense right why are you actually doing this what what is it you want to achieve out of it and why like are you doing it short term versus long term as long as you're clear on that you can work out the rest as you go and you'll understand from this podcast series as we go on you'll understand how little I realised that I knew at this point in the journey like you know essentially day one I knew fuck all I really did and I look at even sitting here right now looking at I've got a whiteboard in front of me with a bunch of different things that I want to talk about over the next X amount of episodes however long this takes to to go through and just a brainstorming exercise of putting everything onto that whiteboard even that blew my mind was like wow okay there's a lot on there that I'd completely forgotten about that I didn't even know <laughs> and yeah you, you just you learn as you go it's just get in there do the work you work it out as you go along but just start just do the work it's it's what it is there's no substitute for putting in the hours right there just isn't now there's an argument for am I putting in the hours doing the wrong thing and am I going to spend a thousand hours doing the wrong thing and go completely in the wrong direction and there's an argument for that my argument to that is if you're self-aware to know it's not going to take you a thousand hours right it's back to the sales target argument where the reason i don't have sales targets and the reason i won't have sales targets in my business if you're a business owner and you can walk onto your sales floor into your sales team if you need a sales target to know whether or not your team is the right team I, I just find that a huge vulnerability like really you need a number on the board to tell you whether or not this person is a good member of the team and worth keeping around right I mean I've just said I, I I'm essentially the only salesperson in this business at this stage right even three years in and I've got a couple of resellers and what have you, but they're not in the business. So I'm essentially the only salesperson. The amount of time that I spend not doing sales-related stuff that 
in the short term makes no sense, but in the long term is invaluable, is amazing. And I understand if you employ somebody specifically for a sales-related role that you want them doing sales, that makes sense. But it's do you want them to be doing sales for the next six months until you replace them when they have a couple of shit months and then you piss them off and get somebody new? Or do you want them doing sales for your business for the next five years, ten years? Because, it's again, it's a different mentality. I know when I start bringing salespeople into this business, and I've been against it for the longest time, and you can ask John Hardy, my sales, uh, my business coach, ask him, he'll tell you. I've been against having a salesperson in the business for the longest time because of the the sales mentality of just they're going to go around and they're going to grab every piece of business they can and they don't really, you know. So when I've changed my stance on this now, and this is what I was talking about, you'll you'll work stuff out, you'll evolve. I will at some point bring salespeople into my business, but they're going to be trained, to my mind, right. They're going to be trained to put the customer first not every second of the day needs to be devoted to being on the phone or being in a meeting it just doesn't as long as they're doing things that are going to be in the best long-term interest this is i don't even know i want to go through this now this is why i failed in my last role before i started aria because i was doing behaviors that long-term were going to work Short term, no, I fucked up. I didn't hit my sales targets, which, and they weren't even large, massive, over-the-top sales targets. I just, the the behaviors that I was doing were more suited to a long-term plan than a short-term plan. And I guarantee you, had I still been there today, three years later, that I'd be smashing it right now because everything that I was putting into place would have been coming through. That's why Aria as a business is going well right now because I didn't change anything from what I was doing with that business to what I was doing when I started Aria other than the fact that I was in control and I'd removed the sales target mentality and I was able to do those long-term behaviors without getting a bollocking for not hitting sales targets. That the actual behaviors themselves didn't change and so I've got no doubt whatsoever that it would have easily easily if I was still there now I would have been killing it 